Howdy, folks, and welcome to A Green Way Forward. This is the live stream and podcast where we talk about issues, events that are happening in the world, but specifically through the lens of the four pillars of the International Green Party movement. Peace, justice, democracy, and ecology. This week is a very special program because we are joined by not one, but two guests, Hillary Kane and Aaron Fox, who both serve as the coordinators of the Green Party of the United States Coordinated Campaign Committee. On this program, we're going to be talking about not only the primary that is happening tomorrow, June 5th, but also the plans that are underway to deal with the upcoming midterm elections in November. So, Hillary and Aaron, welcome to A Green Way Forward. Thank you. So I'm going to ask you, uh, Hillary, we'll start with you because you have been uh, serving on the Green Party Coordinated Campaign Committee for quite some time. You also have the honor uh, of serving as a the treasurer for the National uh, Green Party. What's the big picture, do you think, heading into November? Anything that you'd like to share with viewers and listeners? Sure. Uh, so first, thank you for having me, David. I think that one of the exciting things that's happening in 2018 and even numbered year is that we have candidates all across the country uh, running for local and statewide and state level offices. So typically in most states, things like state legislature, state senate are available and many candidates across the country have put their names forward as Green Party candidates for those more local offices. And then, of course, we have seats from people running for Congress, even Senate and gubernatorial races. So it's been really exciting to see the number of candidates grow from last year, um, as well as, I think, getting a bump and a boost out of the 2016 presidential year. Thank you, Hillary. And uh, I want to turn to you, Aaron, because I know you've really been tracking some of the, the races to watch. So uh, I'd love to hear from you, your thoughts, if you want to riff on what you've heard from Hillary or, and anything that you'd like to add. Well, you know, coming up tomorrow uh, in the California primary, we're going to have a, a, a couple of great campaigns. Uh, one in specific uh, is, is Ken Mejia's campaign. Uh, Ken's coming out of Los Angeles. It's District 34. And he's he's been running a really great campaign that, that other uh, Green candidates should really be paying attention to. He's a really hardworking candidate. He's getting great press lately. He's been on the Young Turks, Jimmy Dore. Uh, you know, Ken really appeals to the young voters out there. And that's really important for the Green Party right now to be able to have candidates that'll draw in millennials and, uh, and get the youth behind us so we get that energy behind our campaigns. Um, so, so, Aaron, before, before you go on to the next candidate, I'd like to drill down a little bit because when you say Ken Mejia is running the kind of campaign that other candidates ought to be uh, emulating or watching for, can you tell us a little bit about what you mean specifically by that? Sure, I'd be happy to, David. You know, a couple of the things that Ken's doing in his campaign are, are, are just top-notch. First of all, he's got a really wide base of volunteers. You know, he went out and he, he found the support in the community to get behind his campaign and, and, and to, help him, uh, uh, to help him get out there and uh, connect with voters. And that's really important uh, that Green candidates do that early on in campaigns. And Ken has successfully done that. Another thing Ken's worked really hard on is grassroots fundraising. He's raised an awful lot of money with small donations. I think he's up above $80,000 now, uh, which is fantastic. 
Um, so, you know, I'm really excited um, that he's focused on these fundamental things. And uh, that's, that's one of the reasons why we're going to be seeing him advance, I think, tomorrow in the primaries and go on to the general election. Great. And are there any other uh, races to watch? Uh, tomorrow in the California primary, you know, you have a, 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 a battle of a couple of greens slugging it out for Secretary of State. You got Mike Feinstein, uh, who, is, uh, who is a longtime green. Obviously, he has extensive campaign and election experience. And then you got Eric Rydberg, and he's the new blood in the Green Party. He's got the youth on his side as well. He's a former burner and now GPCA spokesperson. And he's uh, very active on social media as an activist. So it'll be interesting to see how, how that particular primary race turns out. And then Greens have a lot of choice in this, uh, in this California primary. You have three candidates for governor. You have Christopher Carlson, uh, Veronica uh, Fimbre, I hope I didn't butcher that, and J Josh Jones. Um, so there are plenty of candidates uh, in California uh, to, keep an, to keep an eye on tomorrow. And of course, one thing that I would like to share with viewers and listeners is that Angelica Duenas, who is running for Congress also in Los Angeles, got endorsed by the Our Revolution California branch. And that is a huge breakthrough for Greens. I'm not sure if a statewide uh, Our Revolution has endorsed a Green yet, but it did happen in California. And I want to give a shout out to Angelica Duenas about that. Are there any other uh, Our Revolution or Green endorsed, uh, can Green candidates endorsed by Our Revolution that we should know about? Well, not that I'm aware of right now. And so, uh, Hillary, for you, uh, I also know that the Green Party is gearing up for an annual national meeting, which will happen in Salt Lake City, uh, July, I think, 14 through 16. Uh, is that right? Yes, though, before we talk about Salt Lake, which I'm happy to do, I do want to go back to what Aaron was talking about with Ken Mejia's campaign and grassroots fundraising. So he put out a, um, a graphic, a meme, or you know, an image the other day that I shared on my own Facebook page because I was so impressed at not just what he's accomplished, but what it says about the Green Party. And so it's a, you know, it's a quick you know, flyer him and, you know, what he's raised and his Democratic Party opponent, or at least one of them. And he has not only outraised the Democrat based on small dollar fundraising, and then the large dollar fundraising was kind of modest for Ken, and then pack money zero. Whereas in the Democratic camp, the percentage of money that the Democrat has raised from small dollar fundraising was something like 5%. I mean, it was almost negligible. And the vast majority of what that campaign is running on is 48% PAC money and 48% large dollar donors. And I think for me, that is what encapsulates what is different about the Green Party is that we're not just talking the talk about grassroots politics and you know, running a people powered campaign and, you know, oh, it's all about the people, but we actually, you know, in some ways, this is a bad phrase, put our money where our mouth is, because it's where we're not taking money, but we're not taking corporate money, we're not taking PAC money, and we're serious. So Hillary, before, before you shift gears, I want to let you know, the comment section on live stream is blowing up, people are asking where they can see that image. So I'm hoping you can share that uh, with us, and then uh, we, Michael, 
O'Neill, executive producer, if you can share that with him either on chat or through an email, uh, we'd love to be able to share that while we're actually uh, together and we'll drop that in the comments section. So I know I shared it on my own personal Facebook um, and I grabbed it from an email that he sent out to campaign supporters. So I'm gonna put it in the chat here to Michael, our producer, and see if he can, it's like my second post. So he can work on that. Um, yeah. Fantastic. And I do wanna shift gears a little bit uh, specifically to talk about Salt Lake City and the Green Party's annual national meeting there. Yeah, so basically we have an annual meeting and we get folks from all over the country together to you know, share notes and compare campaign strategies and just, you know, renew our spirit and ourselves because politics is is tough work, particularly when, you know, you are running grassroots uh, independent campaigns. And so we get together every year, um, both part business meeting and part celebration, training workshops. And what's nice is that, you know, again, unlike some of the other parties, our meeting is completely open to the public. And so I encourage anyone who wants to travel to Salt Lake or happens to be in the neighborhood in mid-July to check us out online and register and attend many of the sessions which are completely open to the general public. That's fantastic. I have always appreciated the Green Party's commitment to transparency and openness. And I'm extending a personal invitation to you, the viewer, listener. Please come on out to the Green Party's annual national meeting in Salt Lake City. We'll drop the, the link for how to register into the comment section for those of you who are watching live. And for those who are, of you who are listening on the podcast, please just go to the website, www.gp.org, uh, and there'll be an easy registration link. See how clever we are there. I also want to remind viewers and listeners that you are participating in A Green Way Forward. And with a hat tip to Gil Scott Heron, the revolution may not be televised, but it will be brought to you over sources of non-corporately filtered news, information, and analysis. And that is exactly what we're doing at A Green Way Forward. And yes, we understand the irony of using the corporate mechanisms to provide non-corporately filtered content, which is why we also invite you to go to the website, agreenwayforward.org, and sign up so that you can get links for upcoming guests, uh, as well as be able to download podcasts uh, and share uh, that link. And at this point, I will say I'm very excited to be bringing Bruce Dixon from Black Agenda Report on next week, where he'll be talking about his very astute and fairly sharp criticism of the Green Party that appeared in Black Agenda Report. Aaron Fox, I want to turn back to you. You're a longtime uh, electoral campaigner, came out of the Democratic Party, now in the Green Party. Uh, and I have always, I really become, uh, I have been impressed by your ability to assess sort of what's going on. So I'm going to just turn it to you to ask, what are some other campaigns and or candidates that Greens across the country ought to be watching for the primary election tomorrow? Uh, yeah, uh, you know, tomorrow's primary election, there's going to be uh, uh, primaries in, in states where Greens are, are, where we have candidates who aren't participating in the primary, but we want to watch those primaries because we want to see the result. And then we have other candidates who are participating. And one thing that's interesting is right now there's a, a lawsuit in Montana where, um, you know, the Democratic Party of Montana um, 
is afraid that the Greens are going to are going to spoil the race, and so they're trying to get us kicked off the ballot in Montana after they've collected their signatures. The interesting I thing mean, is. Isn't it isn't it interesting, uh, Aaron, that merely participating and having a candidate is considered spoiling? That's the crux of the Democratic Party's argument, is it not? Democracy is tough for some folks, David. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, uh, the, the thing is, is that this case has been hung up in court and now is not going to be decided until after the primary. So, you know, the Montana Greens have endorsed three candidates. Um, They've, uh, they've endorsed uh, Steve Kelly. He's running for the United States Senate uh, over Timothy Adams, who's a candidate, who's a libertarian. That's also on the ticket. So, but the endorsee is is um, Steve Kelly, and they've endorsed two other candidates. Doug Campbell. He's uh, uh, he's going to be uh, running for a U.S. House, and uh, Adrian Owen Wagner, who is running in District 15 for Montana House. So folks in Montana should look, there's going to be a green option on your ballot, and we'll see how this all plays out after the primary, but it's very exciting to have these candidates uh, running in Montana. And just as Eric Rydberg is an indigenous person, uh, Pomo uh, Indian in California, uh, so too does Montana have uh, indigenous uh, Green Party candidates. So there is a growing number of people of color who are running. Kenneth Mejia uh, is a Filipina Filipino-American, and Angelica Duenas is a Latina. So it's, to me, very exciting to see not only these young people uh, stepping up and running for office, but it really is a very diverse group of candidates that are actually running this time. It, it is. And, and, you know, it's really exciting. I keep telling folks it's never been a more exciting time to run as a Green Party candidate. Uh, you know, look, right now, there's there's a lot of disaffected voters out there. In 2016, almost half the voters didn't even participate in the general election that were qualified to vote in the United States. And we really have to uh, use this, this energy that we have coming into the party to tap into that and to be able to reach out to those people with the message of the Green Party so that they can hear our candidates are four things that will help improve their lives, improve the quality of their life, and uh, give them choices that will be sustainable for the future. So I think it's really, really exciting that we have this insurgence of great energy in the party, and I think it's going to bode well uh, in elections this year and, and all the way into 2020. Folks, you're listening and are watching A Green Way Forward. I'm your host, David Cobb. On this program, we take a look at issues, uh, events, but specifically through the lens of the Green Party's principles of peace, justice, democracy, and ecology. Hillary Kane, I'm going to turn to you to ask, is there a, a, a core set of issues or policies that you are seeing most Greens run on, or is it hyper-local and all over the place? What's your assessment? Um, a little bit of both, of course. So I think that Obviously, the four pillars that you just articulated is really what unites us all as Greens. Um, but I think more so than ever before, you know, the Green Party has is really emerging as a multi-issue party that really is taking economic justice issues front and center. And so while, you know, the word green might, con you know, give connotations of tree huggers and environmentalists, and don't worry, many of us still are, um, there's also a new crop of Greens, and not so new, a longstanding tradition within the Green Party that really, you know, is about worker rights, is about, um, you know, redistribution of wealth in this country. We are an officially eco-socialist party. 
Um, and so, you know, other people that I'm thinking about running for office right now are Robin Denise Harris, who's running for Orange County Commissioner in Orlando, Florida, and is coming out of the Poor People's Economic Human Rights Campaign, who happens to be on the march right now from Philadelphia to Washington, DC. So there's a variety of issues at the local level, but also I think this the, the twin issues and pull of both the historical environmental movement and now this very burgeoning, you know, eco-socialist environment um, economic justice movement is also a, a really key factor in the Green Party. And you know, as we are beginning to see the drumbeat for war. I'm wondering if the issue of our anti-war position is getting any traction, and I'll ask either Aaron or Hillary uh, to address that. Well, I know I know that we have a lot of candidates who have very strong anti-war positions, and of course, with this president in office and uh, and, and and the way he's been saber rattling, um, it's it's a concern I think for all Green candidates. Um, you know. Uh, uh, peace is something that is on the minds of a lot of people in a lot of different ways, from, from the global scale uh, wars that confront us, all the way down to, you know, parking lot violence, uh, you know, in apartment complexes. And I think it's important that green candidates really put uh, our, our, our pillar of peace out there and, and our respect for nonviolence and uh, using dialogue in order to solve our problems instead of, instead of fighting, instead of war, instead of violence. Um, you know, a lot of our candidates want to do things like demilitarize the police. A lot of people are fighting a war right here at home right now uh, in urban areas, uh, and they're fighting it against their own police departments, and people are being killed every day. And uh, I know that that's something that a lot of Green candidates are standing up uh, uh, to speak out against. Thanks for that point, Aaron Fox. I think it's uh, uh, really an important one to make, and I want to reiterate it as well. But if you look at the Green Party's formal platform position uh, on gun control, for example, we are the only political party that actually talks about the necessity of bringing rational uh, policies to policing departments uh, and to de-escalate the use of violence and so forth uh, as it relates uh, to policing. I, I do want to say that Lou has written in uh, to say money for education, not for war. I want to thank you, Lou, uh, for that uh, good exhortation. And it gives me the opportunity to remind viewers and listeners that if you'd like to ask a specific question and or make a comment, please, if you're watching live on live stream, write into the comments section. Executive producer Michael O'Neill will be uh, capturing particular questions and comments that we can then pose uh, to Aaron Fox and Hillary Kane, both of whom serve as coordinators of the Green Party of the United States Coordinated Campaign Committee. Hillary Kane, tell us what the Coordinated Campaign Committee is and what y'all do. Sure. So the Green Party is structured at the national level um, as a confederation of state parties. And we have a bunch of volunteers like myself and Aaron who basically make up the staffing structure of various other kind of thematic and functional committees. And our committee, affectionately known as the CCC, is tasked with supporting and promoting candidates and campaigns. And so we do this in a number of ways. Um, we try to raise money and distribute it to candidates when they're running for office. Uh, 
we also put a lot of time and effort into training and helping people understand how to run for office. Um, you know, it's not the way it is in your civics textbook, um, even though it should be, but it isn't. And so, you know, we have taken a lot of the, you know, knowledge that we've gained over the years, mostly by trial and error, and are trying to, you know, put it into discrete packages and help other folks who are running for office almost always for the first time to learn how to do it. So we do a lot of webinars and conference calls and even in-person training. Thank you, Hillary. So I do want to say, and I thank you to Michael O'Neill, executive producer, who follows the news pretty closely, uh, progressive and liberal uh, and radical news. He writes in to say, Kali Akuno, who is a good friend of ours uh, from Cooperation Jackson, he was on Doug Henwood's show saying, quote, it's wrong for liberals to call on people of color to disarm until the police disarm. I really want to uh, thank you, Michael, uh, for bringing that to our attention. And of course, thank Kali Akuno for his always astute assessment. Uh, and I'm wondering, Hillary and Aaron, any comments or reactions to that observation? Well, I think one of the interesting things about the Green Party is that it doesn't always fall in line with where you might think we are politically on the spectrum. And so, you know, I will say that from where I come from, living in a large city and also being a white woman who's relatively privileged, you know, my gut is to say, you know, ban the guns. You know, I did not grow up in gun culture. You know, I don't necessarily see a place for handguns in my community, but I have been educated by other Greens, and I'm thinking of Howie Hawkins in particular, who gave me a really important education about how, in his mind, the history of gun control in this country has really been about restricting weapons from people of color. And so I think, you know, there's a lot of nuance and unpacking in this particular issue. I think that context matters and that what it might be like in cities and what it might be like in rural America are two different things. And it's not an easy, you know, it's not just simply enough to say, oh, let's ban guns. Um, I think there's a lot that we have to deal with personally. I, you know, I don't know if this is going to offend anyone, but um, the, what I was thinking about after Parkland was the need for some serious mental health in this country. And I know that the Green Party's healthcare platform prioritizes and includes mental health as a regular part of healthcare. And it's not some add-on that you have to pay extra for and that isn't covered by most insurance. Thank you so much, Hillary, for that thoughtful response. I want to get to a couple more quick comments. Gloria from Brooklyn writes in to ask, what resources are available for first-time Green Party candidates? Sure, um, I'll take that, David. We've got a wide range of resources available. Um, if, if you go to our, uh, our, 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 our website, gpus.org, uh, on the committee's page, the Coordinated Campaign Committee maintains uh, archive of prior webinars. I think we have uh, 36 webinars archived there on the page. Um, there's also some helpful legacy documents there that people can uh, can take a look at. And for first-time candidates, they'd enjoy our resource campaign in the box, which really you know helps provide Green Party candidates with a lot of the forms and and uh, uh, an example budget and, and and sample things that they would need to help get their campaign set up and, and, and going. Thank you so much. And, and Michael O'Neill is already Johnny on the spot and is literally dropping that link 
uh, into the program now. We're also getting some uh, comments and questions to ask us uh, to talk about banking. Uh, I, I'm happy to talk directly about our platform on that, but I'm wondering, uh, Aaron or Hillary, would either of you like to take a crack at that? Well, you know, I, I would like to I would like to see more of our candidates put a strong emphasis on community-based economics. And when folks talk about the banking system, and we'll talk about you know different ideas that we could use under the current capitalist system that we that we have now. Um, you know, I'd really like to see more green candidates uh, push us toward the future and push us out of this capitalist system by talking about some local solutions like local currencies. Ithaca Hours is a great example of a successful local currency. And uh, if you go to their website, they even show you how you can implement one in your own area. Time banking is another alternative uh, type of currency um, that, that really is helpful a lot, especially for people on fixed incomes, because time banking kind of evens the score a little bit in what people's labor is worth. But there's other things you can look into, food cooperatives, you know, uh, direct bartering. There's a lot of things that folks can do economically that are outside of our current system. It'd be nice to see green candidates start to support more of those alternative economic views that are focused on local areas. Well, let me just say that it's funny you mentioned Ithaca Hours. The founder of Ithaca Hours, Paul Glover, is actually running for governor of Pennsylvania as the Green Party candidate. So there you go. Thank you so much, Aaron and Hillary, for that. I'll also encourage folks to take a look at the Green Party's platform on economic justice and sustainability. If you go down to banking reform, you'll see a multi-pronged approach to break up our nation's largest banks and financial institutions so that there is no such thing as, quote, too big to fail. We call the end taxpayer-funded bailouts of banks, insurers, and all financial companies. We call for the very strict regulation of financial derivatives, a ban on predatory and gambling use of uh, gambling using uh, uh, of derivatives, a call to reenact the Glass-Steagall Act. We oppose the government being the final guarantor of speculative investments. Uh, we call for public banking. We call for open investment practices, uh, an extension of the Community Reinvestment Act. It really is a very extensive um, uh, platform position specifically on uh, banking and including a moratorium on foreclosures, which I think is so very important. There's also a monetary reform plank of the formal Green Party called Greening the Dollar that you can take a look at. So I appreciate the questions and the comments. Keep them coming. We had a very popular program where we actually went deep on monetary reform and the various uh, constructs. And I, I'll talk to executive producer Michael O'Neill and see about doing another one. As is often the case on programs the time just flew by. I do want to give an opportunity for any final thoughts to both of our guests. Hillary Kane, let's start with you. Yeah, I mean, this is just an exciting time to be in the Green Party. And one of the things that I'm reflecting on, as you mentioned, all of the, the banking uh, parts of our platform, is that our platform is really amazing and truly defines who we are as a party and really sets us apart. And at the same time, not everything is set in stone. And so there's definitely still opportunity for people to get involved and to help shape where our platform goes. 
Um, it's not the sexiest work in the party, but it's super important. And the world is constantly changing around us. We're having some hot and heavy debates internal into the party right now because there's new understandings of certain issues. So I just get a, every, encourage everyone to start where they're at, check out whether there's a local Green Party in your community. Um, and if there's any candidates running, certainly do your part to help them get on the ballot and win election in November. Thank you so much, Hillary Kane, treasurer of the Green Party of the United States and co-chair of the Coordinated Campaign Committee. Let's go to Aaron Fox in Michigan. Aaron, your final thoughts. David, thanks for having me on the program tonight. I appreciate it. I'm always interested in speaking with people who want to be green candidates. Uh, uh, now's a great time to run green. We're looking for folks to run in more and more and more and more races. So we really hope that more greens would step forward you know, choose to choose to serve as a county commissioner or maybe maybe a state representative. Um, this is this is this is the time that we can get into office. This is there's enough dis, uh, uh, disenfranchisement out there that we, we can tap into. We really need to get this message out to people. Uh, I encourage everyone to uh, keep up with our activities. Um, we have an elections page on the Green Party website. Once again, it's www.gp.org. And if you want to get in touch with the Coordinated Campaign Committee, you can always contact us at ccc at gp.org. Thank you so much, Hillary Kane and Aaron Fox. I want to thank both of you for being such great guests and all the uh, work that you're doing as unpaid volunteers to make the Green Party the electoral arm for the growing movements of peace, justice, democracy, and ecology. I also want to thank executive producer Michael O'Neill, who does this work as an unpaid volunteer to continue to get the message out. And most importantly, I want to thank you, the viewer listener, for participating. We typically get between five to 7,000 views uh, uh, on Facebook alone. We know that the uh, podcasts are getting downloaded and shared. The point is, this program is growing just as the Green Party is growing. And it's growing because of people like you, getting involved, getting educated, but more importantly, getting active. So I'm gonna echo both Aaron and Hillary to say, get informed, get active, get to work. There's a world to win. Thanks so much. Peace. A Green Way Forward is produced by David Cobb and Michael O'Neill. Go to agreenwayforward.org for links to our podcast feed and iTunes subscription, plus more ways to listen. Our live stream is graciously hosted by the official Dr. Jill Stein Facebook page on Monday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. The music for this episode is Keep Sit Real by Player 2, available under a Creative Commons license from the Free Music Archive.